Reverend Carol Eagle. She is the mother of OG and Noja and Falaka. And, um, you know, uh, she's an extremely smart lady. She has a lot of titles. Um, how many languages do you know? <laughs> she knows a lot of languages. She's very smart. And I was asking the Lord this morning, I try not to overthink what to say, but I asked the Lord, and the Lord just really showed me how she has, um, she's a very powerful woman, uh, very smart and very educated, and she could make it in this world with that power that's behind her, um, and she could do a lot of great things. But she does exploits because she humbled herself to the Word of God, and she shares the Word of God And her faith is amazing. And the Lord said, I want you to see her by her fruit. And I said, I do. I do. And I'm I'm amazed at the fruit in her life. I'm amazed at um, her children. They do exploits. Her children do. They're amazing. Her granddaughter is amazing. I have seen that little girl squeezed and the word comes out. I've seen her bullied, and the word comes out. She is amazing, and that is your inheritance because of your just, um, I just love Christ in you. I love the word in you, and you're just an amazing woman. It's okay if I bragged on you a little bit. (laughs) So so we're expecting just um, a great word of the Lord. Yeah, amen. Praise the Lord. Somebody shout hallelujah. Hallelujah. Happy Thanksgiving. Tell your neighbor, happy Thanksgiving. I'm so happy, very happy to be here this morning. Uh, I love Pastor Goodluck Okotievo. And I love Pastor Angela Okotiebo. I call her my sister and my friend. Amen. She called me uh, on Tuesday and told me to be here to see, to see all your beautiful faces. And here am I. Hallelujah. Amen. I want to appreciate all what you have been doing in this church, your cooperation to leadership. I say, may the Lord bless you all in Jesus' name. Praise God. So let's go to the business of the day. And uh, I have a message I have titled, The Battle for the Generation Next. The Battle. For the generation next. You know, we are celebrating Thanksgiving. And uh, Thanksgiving is a period where people gather families. We have the grandfathers, grandparents, the parents, the grown children, and the little ones. Running around and making a lot of noise. I want to let you know. Those little ones that run around, little babies, they are the generation next. And God has a plan 
for them. God is the God of nations and generations. You know that. And God has a plan for every generation. I looked up the, the word generation and the dictionary, the dictionary meaning, let me just read it here, Cambridge English Dictionary, a group of people who are about the same age within a society or within a particular family. So myself and my siblings, we belong to a generation in my family. My parents belong to another generation. My grandparents belong to another generation. That is within a family. Then in the society, those of us that are alive now, we belong to a generation. And the children that are growing, they belong to another generation. And the people of the world, they call them the generation next. So I'm talking about the battle for the generation next. Somebody told you about God. You have a generational responsibility to reach the next generation. Hallelujah. Christianity is not about you. It's about kingdom agenda. As you follow in the way of the master, all other things shall be added. All other things shall be added. So I've come to tell you, if you look at the book of Psalms, 127 verses 3 to 5, it talks about the children. So behold, children are an heritage from the Lord. The fruit of the womb is a reward. Like arrows in the hands of a warrior, so are children of one's youth. Happy is the man who has his quiver full of them. They shall not be ashamed, but they shall speak with the enemies in the gate. So children, they are an heritage of the Lord. It means they are a blessing. That is the way God made it. The surprising thing is, why are they arrows? Hello? It says they are like arrows. Like arrows in the hand of a warrior. It says it is good to have many children. Amen? And the Bible says that blesses the man... That has his quiver full of them. A quiver is a bag that carries arrows. He said, that man is blessed. He said, because something is going to happen. When he needs the arrow, he's going to shoot. So what's the plan for the children? What's the plan for the generation next? is that God is going to use them to shoot at the enemy and to destroy the camp of the enemy. Can I hear a big amen? 
And I pray for you that your children, your grandchildren, they will be spiritual giants to destroy the works of the devil. Shout hallelujah. Shout hallelujah. I'm talking about the battle for the generation next. For every generation, God has a plan. God has a purpose. For every child, God has a plan. God has a purpose. When you were a child, God had a plan. God had a purpose. And I suppose you are fulfilling your destiny. Hallelujah. He told Jeremiah, in Jeremiah chapter 1, verse 5, said, before I formed thee in the womb, I knew thee. Before you were born, I sanctified thee, and I ordained you a prophet to the nations. That is the plan of God. Children are arrows, they are battle axes and implements of war. They are ordained by God. They are sent forth to shine the light of God in this dark world. Hallelujah. 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 But you know what? Where does the battle come in? The battle comes in through your adversary. He is the devil. He is the destiny destroyer. He is the devil that turns the destinies of these children around and destroys them. That's why I tell you that there is a battle for the generation next. And every grandfather, grandmother, every parent, every aunt, every uncle, every cousin... Every grown-up and every child should be aware that we are fighting a spiritual battle. You know, even before these children are born, the devil has already planned for them what he's going to do. Do you know that Herod just came up with a decree? All Hebrew children, boys, kill them. Because in the spirit realm, they have sensed that a great deliverer was to be born. But God protected Moses. It was the same thing that happened to Jesus. Pharaoh <laughs> told the wise men, oh, go and search then come, bring word back to him, me, that I might go and worship. And when he didn't see the wise men, he also made a decree, kill all the children two years and below. So the devil is your adversary. I am speaking to the church of God. I am speaking to born-again Christians. I am speaking to those that have made Jesus their Lord and Master. I want to tell you that you have a job to do. There is a battle to be fought. You need to hand over the baton to the next generation. 
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It is your generational responsibility. Somebody spoke to you and you gave your life to Christ. The children, the generation next that we are talking about, whether you gave birth to them, whether they are your biological children or not, the children that are in the church, that are in your family, that are in your place of work, that are all around you, they are the people God has sent you to. And there is a, a battle that is raging to derail these children. Hallelujah. Christianity is given. It's not about you. It's about kingdom investment. It's about kingdom agenda. As you follow the agenda, all other things will be added. Anything you need, finances, money, whatever, is going to be added to you. And may that be added to you in Jesus' name. On this Thanksgiving period, I have come to sensitize the church on our duty. Let's not look only on Oh, Father, bless me. Bless my father. Bless my mother. Bless me and I. Let us open our eyes and let us see. Do you know what the devil is doing? You know? You know his agenda? John 10.10. He has come to kill. The thief does not come except to steal and to kill. And to destroy. I have come that they have life and they have life more abundantly. So this is where the battle lies. You have a child, you are happy, and the devil is ready to destroy that child. He's a destroyer. And he will never destroy our own in Jesus' name. How does he go about it? In Second Corinthians, he says something. 4 verse 4. He said the devil is the God of this world. He is in charge of this world. And because he is in charge, he has set up his structures and his systems. When you are driving your car through the streets of Houston, you see the devil's structures. You see his systems. You know. You see where the children are destroyed. You see where they drink and get drunk. You see where they take drugs and their destinies are derailed. You see where they go and they are shot. And they are killed. It will never be our portion. I say it will never be our portion. But we have a job to do. Tell your neighbor, you have a job to do. Tell your neighbor, you have a job to do. It's to pass on the baton. Christianity is like a relay race. Four people by 100 meters. Our job is to take the baton. We are running and we must run well. And we must hand over the baton to a good runner. Generation next. You know, some people say, well, 
know what to do. Oh no. I'm 90 years old. I told them. I tried my best. Now I don't know what to do. There is something you must do. You cannot be helpless while the devil is destroying generation next. Because you want to go to heaven. And when you get there, the Lord is going to ask you, who did you hand over the baton to? As Brother Toju was leading in the song, he was talking, he was leading the song. He said, Lord, show me those that are around me so that I can help them. I said, oh, he's preaching my message already. There are people around you. They are the generation, they are, they are around you. And there is a generational responsibility for the church. You know, what the devil is doing now, you can see it, it's evident. He's on rampage, and you can see the result of his rampage in Galatians 5, verse 17, to the end, the works of the flesh. For the flesh lost against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh and the two are contrary one to the other. Can you take it down? The works of the flesh. So they begin to name all of them. Adultery, fornication, drunkenness, worldliness, worldly music, wild parties, it's in these wild parties they shoot our children. Wild parties where the devils are invited in. And they begin to drink and they begin to play this hard music. And before you know, the children are gone. Indecent dressing, the Bible calls it the attire of a harlot. Indecent dressing, pornography, even in the book of Romans chapter, chapter 1, 26 to 31, it talks about homosexuality, lesbianism. You write it down and you go. It said these children, they are truth breakers, disobedient to parents, unkind, unthankful. These are the evidences of the, of the battle that we are facing in our time. What is your responsibility? I have come to ask you, church, what is your battle response? We cannot afford to be hopeless. So, I don't just know. We can't afford to be hopeless. Let the devil not tell you a lie that you don't have power. I tell you, you have power. Micah says, I am full of power by the Spirit of the Lord. Amen. Let the devil not tell you, oh, you are too old. You don't know what they are doing on the net. You know. The Holy Spirit will teach you all things. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. I have come to ginger you that you have a job to do for God. You have to, a job to do for Jesus. You have a job to do for the Holy Spirit. And it is time you rise up. Tell your neighbor, rise up. Is somebody getting empowered? 
Is somebody getting revived? Hallelujah. 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 I say hallelujah. I say, I say the, the work is so enormous. America has been overrun by the devil. Taking over. What can we do? The whole world. Fear not. The spirit of God in you is able to turn America around. You were singing that our God is great. And he lives, with, he lives within you. He is going to use your hands. He's going to use your legs. He's going to use your mouth. He's going to use, he's going to use you. Say, Lord, use me. Say, Lord, use me. And the devil will be telling you, ah, you can't even pray. Hey, you haven't read the Bible. How is he going to do it? You will start now. You will start today. I come to declare to you that God can use anybody. So our response, my dear brethren, our response, my dear brethren, is one, train up these children. Train up a child. Proverbs 22, verse 6. Train up a child in the way he should go, and when he's old, he will not depart. I know we already know it. You say, oh, well, I don't really, I'm not one of the preachers, you know, and well, I'm not in Sunday school. You don't need to stand on the pulpit to train them. You don't need to be a Sunday school teacher to train them. How old are you? You are 50 years. You have had experiences since you gave your life to Christ. You, are, you have fought battles. Relate that to them. You want some and you fail some. Tell them. All your wealth of, of, of wisdom. Tell them. The temptations that came, you came across and that you are still coming across. Tell them. Train them. Train them. Tell them. Do not feel, oh well, it's not my child. I don't know what to do. He is. God has brought that child your way for you to make an impact. My son-in-law told me something. He said, mommy, that's Pastor Daniel. He said, mommy, you know, when I was getting married, um, one of my seniors in my place of work told me what to do so that I will not get a divorce, so that my marriage will not break. I said, really? He told you? And it's a personal thing which I cannot say. He, he told him. And I was grateful to that man. I'm a marriage counselor. How many things can I say? I didn't tell him that. It, it escaped me. But, but God put somebody to tell him. You are the person to stand in the gap. Don't look back. So, where is Pastor Goodluck? He has finished his race and he's gone. So, oh, where is Pastor Larry? Pastor Larry is doing his own. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You are, not going to be, you, are, you are not going to be called to heaven at the same time with Pastor Larry. You were not born on the same day. The purposes are different. You can shine in your environment. 
Hallelujah. Even if you do not know too much of the word of God, the one scripture you know, use that one. The experiences you have, use that one. Tell somebody, train this generation. Tell somebody, train the generation next. Yeah, they are beginning to talk like soldiers. (laughs) Hallelujah. I have a passion for the word of God. One day, my little daughter came, Pastor Noja. She was just uh, maybe 10 or 11. She said, Mommy, Mommy, my friend across the street, she says that she's having demonic attacks. I said, so, yes, so what do you want me to do now? She said, so, I brought her so you can pray for her. I said, no, you have the Holy Spirit. You go into that room and cast out the demons. I'll just sit in the parlor and be eating hamburger. <laughs> Shout hallelujah. He said, I should. I said, yes, the Holy Spirit you have is the same Holy Spirit I have. Training. Since that day, she has been casting out demons. No devil dares come her way. She will cast them out. Shout hallelujah. Train these children. Make them born again. Make them filled with the Holy Spirit. Make them to born. The battle is fierce. And the devil is enticing them through ignorance. Through the temptations of the world. Through demonic manipulations. You can't afford to have the generation next. Our father, who art in heaven. And when the devil says, hey, what? (laughs) Remember there are arrows in God's hand. You must sharpen the arrows. Make it a passion and God will reward you. I made up my mind. I made up my mind. I said, any person I come across, especially the generation next, I must lead the person to Christ. And they must be filled with the Holy Spirit. That is my responsibility. And that is your responsibility. I want us church to pick it up. I want you to receive strength in your inner man. I want you to know the job for which you are called to do. I want you to know that it's a generational assignment. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There is a lady that I like. She's a fighter. A single mom. And she had this lovely son. She brought the son up in Sunday school. And everything was well. And the son gained admission uh, to the college to study medicine. And woo, bravo. Everybody was happy. And the devil was just smiling. Come on. You come on, boy. I'm going to show you. And when the son got to school, for the first year, he was communicating. After one year, in communicado, the mother could not where the country where she was she could not, she was trying to so she was trying to find out what's wrong with david what's wrong with junior why is he not communicating so he, she sent people to find out and they said oh he has uh, 
He has left school. What? What? Where is he now? Say, oh, well, we, oh, well, we don't know. We don't really know where he is. So she sent people to trace, to trace him. They couldn't really trace where he was. So the woman, <clears throat> who is a warrior, hallelujah, can the warriors shout hallelujah? You have no business being weak when you are a warrior. The battle is fierce. Before the devil will shoot at you, you shoot him 20 times. Before he will say, bah, 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 bah. So she took up her sword, the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. And she started. She said, Satan, you cannot have my son. And she started praying, and she started rebuking the devil, praying, rebuking, praying. For six months, she kept on. She kept on. I always tell my women, I say, stay on the matter. Stay on the matter until there is a solution. I say, I've been praying for ten years. I don't know what. Continue. Till you draw your last breath, stay on the matter. And victory will be yours. Hallelujah. And so she continued praying. She continued praying. And she continued telling the devil, you can't have him. You cannot have him. And then one day she was at home. She got a call. And it was her son. Hello, David. Oh, mommy. Are you okay? Are you okay? Are you asking me if I'm okay? I should ask you, are you okay? He said, Mommy, I was, I don't know what happened to me. Whether it was a dream or a trance, I don't know. But I saw you fighting a huge being. Huge being. And the huge fearful being will throw you down. And when he wants to, to attack you and you're on the ground, you will turn. You will turn. You will wrestle with him and then you throw him down. And then it continued. And the boy was saying, oh God, oh God save my mommy. Oh God save my mommy. And in that revelation, the boy kept saying, and the boy kept hearing the mother tell the being, you can't have my son. 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 Suddenly, the boy said, a sharp arrow, spear, entered the hand of the, of, of the mother and she pierced the being. And then he woke up from the whatever it was. I just, my God, where am I? And he was in the midst of some People of questionable character, riotous living, drinking and smoking, committing fornication, taking drugs. Where am I? I said, oh boy, you are with us. Calm down, calm down. You need more cocaine? What? What am I doing here? Oh, you've been here for two years. What? The devil got me? I'm going back. The devil cannot have me. 
Shout hallelujah. Today, he has graduated and he's preaching the word of God. <clears throat> what am I saying? Once you are in God's kingdom, you have the responsibility to train the generation next. You must hand over the baton properly. Number two, set up a prayer altar every morning or every evening, whatever time. You cannot be busier than the assignment that God gave to you. So I don't have time. You must have time. Do you know what parents do? They have so much time to train the intellect of their children. The mentality of their children, the physical abilities of their children. Every morning they take the children to school, they bring them back. They teach them homework, teacher said this, they, are they take them for sports. They do everything except the most important, which is training the spirit. Hallelujah. So you set up an altar. You set up an altar. You set up an altar. You know, Ezekiel 32, verse 30 and 31, it says, we're looking for people to stand in the gap. Thank you. Thank you, sweetheart. Thank you. Looking for people to stand in the gap. Looking for you. God is searching for you. All the things that you need, we give you. Those are not problems to God. But do what he wants you to do. Make an impact to the generation next. Do not allow the devil to carry these children and run away. Shout hallelujah. Shout hallelujah. James 4 verse 7. Resist the devil and he will flee. Submit yourself to God. Resist the devil and he will flee. We are talking about your response. Your response to what is happening now. <laughs> a teacher was, was sharing. He said he entered into a class and there were 30 children. And he asked them, how many of you, how many of your grandparents go to church? Say, almost everybody lifted up their hands. Okay? He now asked them, how many of your parents go to church? Then half of the children lifted up their hands. Then he now asked them, how many of you go to church? Then two lifted up their hands. In case you don't know that the devil, like a roaring lion, is moving to and fro, looking for whom he will de devour. In case you don't know, know it. The Holy Spirit God has given to you is not for fun. The fact that you are among the privileged that know God is for you to do a job for the kingdom. Shout hallelujah. What shall I do for the kingdom? 
There's a battle for the generation next. And you are to train the generation next. You are to pray for the generation next. You are to resist the devil and he will flee. Hallelujah. Somebody shout hallelujah. Is somebody ready to fight this morning? Are you gingered up to fight this morning? My question, in 50 years time, how many people will still be alive? I will have gone. Will Christianity last 50 more years? Question. What about this lovely place that was set up by a man of God, genuine man of God that labored and fought? Will it be in existence? What is going to happen? We need to wake up. Hallelujah. All our children that have gone, they will come back. I didn't hear your amen. What I'm trying to say, all our children that have left the faith, oh, mom, I'm not going with you. They, they will come back. Why will they come back? Because you are standing in the gap. They must come back. Unless you don't want them to come back. Once I have my children, I make a decree and a pronouncement. I say, you can go nowhere. You belong to this kingdom. And you are going to give birth to my grandchildren and they belong to the kingdom. All of you are working for God. It doesn't matter. You can be a medical doctor. You can be uh, whatever. IT personnel. Anything you want to be, be. That's a secondary job. But you carry the banner of Jesus. When God calls you, he calls your children. He calls your generation. It's from generation to generation. And in my time, I will never drop the baton. In your time, you should never drop the baton. In the time of the Ark Fellowship, we should never drop the baton. We will not close down this church. But the young ones will come in. If you believe in, jump on your feet and shout a big amen. Please rise up on your feet. How many more minutes do I have? 50. We are going to pray. I have tried very much to explain to you the battle that we are facing. And we are going to put into practice what we have said today. Please, how many people want the continuity of Christianity in America? It's like we're on the same page. The devil is in trouble. How many people want the continuity of the Ark Fellowship in this, in this, in this time? How many of us want our children to come back to the Lord? 
no matter how far gone they are, they will be back. I want you to meet two people and tell them, no matter how far gone they have gone, they will be back. Tell somebody. Say it to somebody. Our children will be back. They will be back to the Lord. They will be back to the Lord. Our children will be back to the Lord. You see, you shall have whatsoever you say. That is why I want you to say it. You will have whatsoever you say. That's the word of God. Our children that have gone astray, will they be back or not? I want you to say the testimony. Go and meet three people and tell them, our children that have gone astray, they will be back. Go meet three persons. Meet three persons. Our children that have gone astray, they will be back. In Jesus' name. Are we agreed on that? Are we agreed on that? Then repeat after me, Father. Repeat after me, Father. As a church, we make a declaration that our children, the generation next, they cannot be lost. We command and we decree all our children that have gone astray, we command you, come back! Come back! Come back! In the name of Jesus! And everybody shouts a big amen!